0: Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer, coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and over 60 years of work experience.
1: And we're making this podcast together to try to help each other, and
0: hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So, Mr. Kramer, what are we talking about today? Well... Um, we are recording this mid January, late January, and your suggestion was that we should help our users do an annual financial checkup, which I think is something you do this time of year.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's that time of year where I'm thinking about doing my taxes. I know they're not due until April. Well, heck last year, they weren't even due till July but I'm thinking about my taxes and just knowing what they are, um, Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm gonna get the benefit of any tax breaks, tax credits, making sure that uh, I'm saving enough enough money for the future, that sort of thing. So that's something that weighs in my mind this time of year.
0: Well, it's a good thing to do once a year. I think we're both big believers in, particularly for saving, trying to make it automated, right?
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And we've talked about, I think, almost all these topics previously, almost all these topics previously, but I think it's a good it's a good time of year to think about that. And certainly, you know, this is a time of year where I'd be thinking about, am I making, am I maxing out my 401k contributions, um, or at least, Making sure that I'm, if I, if my employer offers a um, match, which which my old employer did, that I'm taking advantage of
0: maximizing their match because that's just free money that's waiting for you. Right, and uh, even if you were already taking the max last year, usually they raise it a little bit every year, so you should adjust it up.
1: Yeah, that, that's right. And so this is the kind of year. Now, a lot of folks are going to say, "Well, hey, Dave." You know i think about this in the fall which is true because oftentimes when you're redoing your benefits if you're an employee and you're redoing your benefits you're signing up for your benefits mm-hmm. in the fall and you can actually make these changes in the fall um right before the end of the year but i like to think about it this time just because tax time is a is something that primes me for thinking about it because i'm thinking about deductions and things like that but if you're not contributing to a 401k you should start like i tell my kids and i tell uh uh, young people that were joining my, my uh, previous employer, you should just start maxing out your 401k, saving 10, 15% right from the get go and put it on automatic pilot because you won't think about it, you won't use it to live off and it just, um, it's a t- tremendous way to generate wealth for you.
0: Yeah, and I tried to, uh, saving for my kids college was monthly having have an automatic deduction for my checking account and mailed into their uh, whatever brokerage account. Uh, and I tried to remember if I got a raise to give them a raise, right? To increase the contribution.
1: That's a good point. And I think that's another way that a lot of uh, expert financial consultants will tell you is when you get a raise, make sure you give your savings account a, a raise. Um, so like for this year in a 401k, uh, generally every year, those deductions amounts get tweaked a bit every year. So you have to change Uh, If you're an employee, um, you have to change sometimes the percentage that you're contributing. You, you may or may not have to, but like for this year, for example, you can contribute $19,500, I believe is the deduction amount for uh, 2021. And if you are 50 and older, which you and I both qualify for that now, it's hard to believe What we met we you're met we 18 years old, but um, you can contribute more. So though that amount is up to $26,000. So you catch up contributions. So, uh, make sure you're putting
0: some money away for the future. Yes. Particularly if you just went from 49 to 50, you should take a look at that.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing. So this, like I said, this is the time of year I think about things like that. And and we've talked about taxes before. I I did a rough outline of my taxes. I just like to know if you will. And I did it and it's kind of in line with what I ex- expected. But the other, the other thing you could think about is the pitch up put in there. If you're an employee and don't have rental property, even if you do, you could probably do it. But if you're just an employee, your taxes are really easy. So don't let anybody tell you that your taxes are not, are hard because if you're an employee, it's the easiest thing in the world. Hmm. Go buy, go buy TurboTax, go buy tax cut, save yourself two or $300 from
0: having someone else do
1: it for you because you can do it for yourself. It's really easy.
0: Yeah. My son did his for the first time. He just turned 18. So He was 17 at the time, and he used the free online version of, I forgot which one, I think it was TurboTax.
1: Yeah, kudos for him, and my my kids have done that as well, because I I will help them do their taxes, but I won't, maybe the first year or two I did it for them, but I said, no, you gotta learn how to do your own taxes, and uh, I believe if you make less than 100 grand, which is a whole lot of people, um, you can do that for free.
0: Yes. I would still use software, though. There's a lot of questions, which the answer is obvious, but you still have to, if you do it by hand, you got to go read through all of them. Are you a blind farmer who's currently serving in the armed forces? Lots of no's.
1: Yeah. I mean, that software is so powerful because I have always done my taxes since... I've I've never paid someone to do my taxes, and I can remember having to do that stuff by hand and reading the IRS manuals and going to the post office because I was confused about something, going to get the paper forms because that was pre-internet days. But with these tax forms, and I've used um, TurboTax, and I've used TaxCut primarily from H&R Block, um, it's pretty straightforward it's pretty hard to mess up and again if you're an employee and draw a salary and don't have complicated tax situation your taxes are really easy literally
0: you can do you can do it in 20 minutes or less so i don't know if you've looked into this yet but the the things that you can get tax credits for particularly what we've talked about a lot is um, solar power uh, car charging stations is there anything new on that front that you're aware of
1: there's nothing that's on my radar screen. It's not to say it's there. I don't track them as much. I I, I have done solar from my house. I'm plan- I'm not planning on adding any solar, so I'm not really following that. You still can get a deduction for solar. You can get a deduction for car charging stations. I believe there's some other um, deductions for alternative energy. So like if you wanted to get a um, geothermal home heating cooling system, which are they're pretty expensive. I looked at them say back ten years. Before ago before I got my solar, I think, I believe those still have some credits associated with them. But, uh, listeners, you can just do a quick Google search for, um, uh, like alternate energy tax credits. So that's an opportunity for you, um, as well. Uh, the interesting thing is this year you can get a deduction for, uh, $300, um, for giving a taxable donation. So if you gave some donations this year and you know, you, you, you've already given them, you can't, change that the years gone by, but if you made some donations, those of you that can't itemize, which is a lot of us now, um, with the, with the recent tax changes, uh, a lot of people can't itemize anymore, but you can get $300 this year and your tax program will alert you to that fact.
0: Yes. And you should be able to include, like, if you donated stuff, um, that you didn't want anymore to the Salvation Army, stuff like that, you can assign a value to that.
1: Yeah, so don't don't forget about that. That's a that's a nice um, savings this year that hasn't been available to those that don't itemize, which is the majority of people can't itemize because the tax laws that that came in a few years ago. Um, so take advantage of that. The other thing that I think about is I, you and I have different circumstances, um, but back when I well. I've changed my circumstances. So now I don't have a high deductible plan, but if you are in a high deductible medical plan where you're on the hook for a large amount of money every year, right. you can make a contribution to what's called a health savings account. And I've been doing that for a number of years now, and you can donate, um, up to $6,000 for that, or $7,000 if you're, uh, seven, 50 or older, and that's a great way to save. You can use it for healthcare spending in the current years and expense it. I was doing that for a while, but I, my, uh, smart friend, who's also kind of a, uh, very savvy financially, um, argued successfully to me that you should just use that for savings, like like an IRA, because you can use that for the future for healthcare savings. Um, you can only do that if you have a high deductible plan. So for example, in two, in 2021, if you're a family, you have to have a, uh, a plan that has a $7,100 deductible and many uh, of you might have that. So that's another thing to think about and you should try to max that out as much as possible. Hmm. I know, no, Dave. You don't have. We've talked before. You don't have that plan. No. And, and this year, my circumstances have changed, so I don't have a plan like that. But many people in corporate America now have high deductible plans, so that health care savings account is a really another good way to try to save for the future.
0: Um, you're. Have you looked at the American Opportunity Tax Credit or the Lifetime Learning Tax Credit? Yes, and I'm not sure I'm prepared to talk through them, but but I can
1: say that the American Opportunity Credit is good for four years. So if you were, right, is that what you're thinking about for one of your kid going to college?
0: I was thinking about your kid that's going to college now.
1: Okay. Yeah. So um, yes, I have thought about them in the context of doing taxes and my daughter, uh, I, I've taken the credit for both my kids. You can take it for four years. Okay for the first four years of college and i've taken that credit from my children so that's another thing and that those that tax software will walk you through it so those of you that have kids in um, college make sure you take advantage of that once you've used your american opportunity credit there's an educational credit that you can get that's commensurate with your um, adjusted gross income so it's only on a sliding scale but uh, i've taken advantage of that
0: as well oh because it looks like it's up to 2500 dollars which as a credit which is significant
1: that's a huge deal, yeah, yeah. So it's a huge deal. So um, I can talk. Both my kids have taken the American Opportunity Credit, uh, and you can take that during their first four years of. Uh, I don't quote me, listeners, on this. It's, I think it's the first four years of as an undergraduate. You can only take it for four years. So I've taken it for four years for for um, both my kids.
0: Uh, and the other reason to talk about this kind of stuff at this time of year is because if you weren't eligible for um, a 401k at work, you can make a tax deductible IRA contribution up until April 15th, March 15th, something like that.
1: April 15th, that I'm a hundred percent, that, that I'm very versed on because I will, um, that's a good point. You can, and I've done that since my wife is a stay at home mom, we'll make an, we'll make an IRA contribution. And generally just because of cash flow issues, we won't make that contribution until just before tax time. And it, applies to the previous year so on april 15th of 2021 you can write that check um make a ira deposit and that counts to your 2020 taxes right and and that's and that's a good point and and uh, it's dependent on it depends on a lot of things on income and things like that but um at least in my case where i had a non-working spouse uh, she could make that ira contribution and that adds up too
0: and that's for a standard ira with the roth ira it's not deductible uh, and each person ought to look at that. It seems like the Roth IRA is a pretty good deal if you're eligible for it.
1: That's a good point. I have not I have not done that. I am probably going to move some money from an IRA to a Roth IRA as I get older. Uh, I think that's a good strategy, but for those of you who hadn't thought about it, I think a Roth IRA is a good idea. Um, it would certainly make sense in a world where in retirement you think you're going to have a lower... Uh, marginal tax rate, or if you think that the, our marginal tax rates are going to increase, that Roth is going to be a is a better uh, solution for you because essentially you're paying the taxes today and foregoing taxes later.
0: It looks like the residential energy credit for things like solar energy systems is they, they've been reducing that over the years, but it's still twenty six percent of the installation cost. So it's still might make sense to do that because the cost of solar is going down. And I don't know about you, Dave, but my energy bill monthly is going up and up and up. They seem to come up with all sorts of creative uh, ways to make that <laughs> bill higher.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's still, I think it's still a good deal. People should look at it. The last time I took a look at it, I think payback on a solar system in my estimation was about roughly 10 years. So it's not a bad bet, but you're right. The, price of solar panels has, has been coming down year over year. The, the credits have been dialed back. They were at 30% and they're starting to stair step down. Um, but, you know, if you're interested in that, you take a look at it. You can't do anything for it for last year, but you could think about it certainly for doing it for this year.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I still haven't done it. I'm waiting for my roof to wear out and then look into a, a <laughs> Tesla roof because um, those are really nice looking. They are really nice looking. I I did price them. They're
1: uh, really nice looking, but I think they're uh, super expensive. Now, mine doesn't look quite as pretty as that cuz it's just the raised panels on top of my tar roof, but certainly, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yes, if you're comparing them to an expensive roof, a metal roof or a, a, a slate roof, um then they look reasonably priced. Oh, yeah,
1: compared yes, compared to a slate roof. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah.
1: I think that the one uh, piece of advice i'll give you if you're gonna have the solar put up i would re- make sure your roof's in good shape i have um those cement tiles that are made to look like clay tiles which are right i guess how they were done in the old world so they look like clay tiles but they're cement and you know, they're going to last 100 years they're never going to go bad they're going to outlive you but th- there's paper underneath there because a little bit of rainwater comes through so before you do the solar my recommendation would be make sure that your paper's in good shape and we our house was at about uh what was like 25 years 20 years old so we repapered because they didn't want to have the trouble of having to pull the panels off to repaper so to repaper you have to pull the tiles off though right you pull the tiles off and put paper down yeah that's that's a lot of work oh yeah it's it's the the good thing about at least in arizona with these concrete tiles is they last the life of your house and sometimes they break but you have to repaper and it's tremendous tremendously labor intensive job i have a, a crazy friend of mine that did it himself i didn't do it myself i paid someone to do it but it, the materials like 10 percent it's just the rest of it's just labor which is very unusual because right. it's just a lot of labor involved with doing that
0: hmm. uh, one of the projects my company did was uh refurbishing the mission down in monterey it's, it's one of the oldest structures um on the west coast i think but there's there's a company that does it they take off the original clay tiles which are all different right and they number them and put them back in exactly the same spot
1: that's uh, that's wow that's mind boggling cuz the problem we have in our neighborhood and my mom just literally had her roof redone last week she had it retiled the company that made the tile for our neighborhood is no longer in business and you can't perfectly match the tile and the color mm-hmm. So that's caused a big brew haul over the last 10 or 15 years as people have redone their roof. So I've, we have some tile on our roof, and I didn't like the way they did it. They put it all on like three or four rows, so it's fairly obvious. So they're coming out next week to take those replacement tile that aren't exactly the same shade and the same sheen and weave it into a more of a random pattern across the back of the roof that doesn't face the road. Right. Um, so the Homeowners Association doesn't get their self in a whirl about it <laughs> <laughs> the trials and tribulations of the homeownership is always something it's an infinite to-do list i just like to say there's something you're going to be working on this weekend that's not broken yet it'll break next wednesday that you'll be fixing next saturday
0: the joys of living with a homeowners association yeah
1: yeah but um certainly i think solar is a pretty is a pretty cool thing and um uh, I think you get a 10-year payback. Now, before you, I'll make the recommendation, I always say is there's a lot of small things you should do before you make the big jump into that, like making sure you replace all your light bulbs with LED light bulbs and get a uh, efficient hybrid hot water heater. And if you're out in Arizona where I live, where a lot of people have pools, get a variable speed pool pump and then get a high efficiency washer. washer. And, and then, you know, after you've done those four things, then I'd say solar would be next because the payback is just, it's smart. The payback is just a lot longer. Do those things that have a two-year payback. Sometimes light bulbs have a two-week payback, depending on what you're replacing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's pretty hard to buy replacement incandescent bulbs anyway, so they haven't made them for a couple years. So if you haven't switched over yet. Yeah, it's coming. They still make a lot of them for the... um, what do you,
1: um, the specialty sizes, that's that's right. True. little chandel- little chandelier sizes, but there's LED bulbs for those now that are cost competitive where they'll pay for themselves against the incandescent. They'll pay for themselves in weeks, but they're sorry. They're, they'll pay for themselves now.
0: Yeah. If you're ordering them online, I recommend getting the frosted glass because you can see the, the little circuitry of the LEDs, which can look kind of funky. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: So I'm trying to think, what else do I think about it around tax time? I think we talked about the 401k, making sure doing that, uh, asking yourself, can you make an IRA contribution? It's also good to do. And the good thing about that is you can make it up to, up till tax day for the previous tax year. So up, up till April of this year of 2021 and count towards uh, 2020. Um, if you have a high deductible deductible plan, think about that healthcare spending account, it's a separate account. And if, if you have that, it's, it's generally going to be through your employer, right? Um so check the benefits and um make sure you're saving for the future i think that's the the key thing and then save a few hundred bucks and do your taxes yourself
0: yeah i'm trying to think what else you could do for a checkup probably should if you don't think about these things which i agree with not thinking about but now would be a good time to do the math on whether you should refinance or not um if you own a home
1: that's a good point um Uh, rates are super low. I um, just helped the relative do a refinance uh, 2.99% for a 30 year mortgage. It doesn't get much lower than that. I don't think you'll see. I think rates went, I I think they went down like maybe a little bit below 2.9 for a week or two, but it's not going to get much better than that. That's a good thing. Um, This time of year, if you're thinking about say retirement, now's a good time to think about, you know, your position for that. So Back in the day, I used to think about that once a year and I'd run some simulations. Um, I've got some new software now that I really like personal capital software that we may have talked about that'll run a simulation like every day of the week and uh, but back in the day I would do those simulations once a year to say hey am I on the right track here or not. Uh, if you have a financial advisor, you might think about, hey, is it time to sit down with my financial advisor to do the same thing once a year? That's uh, another good thing to say, hey, I'm I'm on track, and it's good to think about that in the ter- in the context of am I saving enough money? So,
0: yeah, and you should do a similar thing for saving for college because you you have to make some assumptions on how many well you can probably count how many kids you have, but uh, uh, what schools they'll go to and what kind of return you'll get on your investment. And so if your kids are if you've been diligent about that and your kids are now 10 years old, you should check and see if uh, your investments have gone up at the rate you expected and that tuition hasn't gone up faster than you expected. I
1: think tuition always goes up faster than I expected to go up, but it's a good time, definitely a good time to think about that and think about are you saving enough for kids' future, future education?
0: Yes, and if your kids are 10 years old and you haven't started, now would be a good time to start.
1: It would be a good time to start for that. Yeah. And you could do that in a 529 account, which would be used for educational purposes for uh, your kids. And they get pretty good, fle- they get pretty good flexibility in what you can spend it for. I mean, there's other ways too. I think uh, you-, you can save money in their name and
0: a uh, minor account as well. would be another way to do it. Yeah. I wish I'd done that because when you take the money out of that, it's not taxed, right? So it's, uh, you put not pre-tax money in, uh, and it's not taxed when you take it out, as long as you spend it on education. Is my understanding? Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's a that's a good way, uh, and so that's something that people should think about um, uh, if they have kids that are going to college, or kids you plan on going having going
0: going to college, or yeah, or you want to give them that option. Cause it, yeah. Because you don't lose the money if you don't spend it on education, you just have to pay taxes on it. So. Yeah. If your son is, uh, if your daughter is Billie Eilish and she wins three Grammys when she's 18 and decides not to go to college, she can mm. spend it on a very nice car.
1: She may go to college later. You never know.
0: Then. You never know. You never know.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I think I hit, I think I'm going through my list here. I think I hit all the things I wanted to talk about in terms of what I call the kind of yearly checkup.
0: Dave, you have anything else? I can't think of anything else um we're probably forgetting something big but um yeah not everybody finds this to be as much fun as you do dave so it's good to have a discipline i've heard somebody say things like this you should put it under your mattress so when you turn your mattress twice a year you get reminded right like (laughs) of course they make mattresses now that you don't have to turn
1: Yes, mine doesn't have turnover anymore, <laughs> so yeah, do something or other. So I'd set a, set a uh, I'd love to set myself a list or a reminder to do something, so I set it on your Outlook or your Google Mail account for once a year to go do it. You could
0: write yourself a note and put it in uh, where you store the ornament that goes to the top of your tree. Huh? Don't forget, uh, revisit your HSA contribution. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever works for you, do something so you remember. <laughs>
0: All right. I. Well, well. If we think anything else, I'll uh, I'll come and plug it in before we post it. I'm going to try and get this one up uh, before the end of January, so people have time to respond.
1: Right on. All right. Talk to you
0: soon. Take care.